0: But first they'll be
1: shining like
0: apologise to if you've been affected by that tune if you have been affected by it you can contact uh, Grant Thornton <laughs> a damning report today from forensic accountants Grant Thornton found that RTE's toy show the musical was never given the green light or formally approved by the RTE board. The RTE Director General Kevin Backhurst said some of the report's contents are shocking and should never have happened and pledged to prevent such things ever happening again. Gabby a hard hitting report detailing the failures of governance around the toy show, albeit a uh, toy show, the musical, should I say, mm. albeit in anonymized form. But can you take us through in brief for any listener who's missed this today? Take us through it in brief uh, for what the main findings were.
2: So it's another difficult day for RT, unfortunately, and we finally had the publication of this really long awaited Grant Thornton report into the toy show musical to remind your listeners the 2.2 million flop um, of a musical. And there was a couple of parts to it, as you say. The you know the contributors to Grant Thornton they were anonymized in their report, and I think that leaves a lot of questions as to who said what. And people are saying this, but we're not really clear on what's saying it. But there are a couple of points. So as you say, there, column, you know, there was no board or audit committee sign-off. Um, so even the ORT executives, their plans for the production were ramping up. Their report, the report found a commitment to bring up the project to the board's audit committee. It never happened. The senior managers discussed the show at an executive meeting um, in March 2020. And heard that, that, and the meeting heard the musical was a phenomenal project, and they talked about next steps. There was also this part with sponsorship that I thought was significant. So the amount the musical drew in through sponsorship was significantly overstated, from forty-five thousand to one hundred twenty thousand. <coughs> The report said, um, after a difficult run, starting in December 2022, low ticket sales, cancellation of several shows due to illness among the cast, the musical had made a loss of more than two million. Um, you know, there was contracts that were signed before the board heard about the project. So I think, of course, as we know, the convention centre was booked, which is very expensive for uh, the musical. And and that though those contracts were signed before the board even formally heard about the project. And um, it should
0: be said said that in, in, in the costs that were totted up in the back of the report afterwards, the higher of that convention centre alone amounted to some 660,000 euro, I
2: think. Yes, and I think when the doll sat in the convention centre uh, during the pandemic, you know, the talk was that every single day cost 25,000 euro. So it's very, very expensive. Um, ticket projections as well were you know, they were disappointing. Um, you know, there was ambitious projections detailed in presentations and they're estimated that they could make a box office of one point two million if it sold more than a hundred thousand tickets across fifty four shows. But the reports stated that at no point in time were tickets on sale for more than any for more than thirty five shows, meaning ticket sales and the number of shows, quote, represented a significant risk that the musical would not break even. Right. Just I, on y- the political side, um, you know, we, as you, I think a lot of the attention's now gone to the board members and I think Media Minister Catherine Martin she's read the report she's making her mind up about it I think we're expecting to hear from her tomorrow
0: Alright um, Senator John McGahan to you first dear the, uh, as, uh, as Gabby has said there uh, Shuni Riley has said that RTE board members will be happy to appear, appear before the public accounts and indeed the media committee what are the first questions uh, that spring to mind for you uh, that they should be asked at those committees
3: Like. What on earth were they thinking? (laughs) Like to approve something where first of all you needed to sell 7 out of 10 tickets to break even to then give away half of those tickets so that was never to happen and then thirdly to try and massage the figures and try and hide it and say it wasn't as bad as it was and the Grant Thornton report showed that it wasn't so like I'd be asking about some of the figures and I did a brief tally of it so Gabby mentioned 2.2 million in losses but the venue capacity is 54,800 so they needed to sell 70% of tickets to break even so that's 37,705 tickets needed to be sold 20,000 were sold and of the 20,000 11,044 were bought so that means 8,956 got their tickets either complimentary tickets or prize tickets the other crazy stat is marketing and press cost 183,614 euro divide that by 27 shows which is how many shows took place 6800 euro per show this wasn't a flop
0: this was in marketing and press cost in in, in total some, somewhere uh it, it was in the hundreds of thousands.
3: Yeah. So with market and press here, and this particular figure is where we are. But you're you're quite right. It's wider things when you consider it. But the the point is very clear. This is just an unmitigated disaster. There is no market research. There is no risk assessment. There is no business plan. So where do we go from here? There was five members who were part. There's five members today, a part of the RT board, that were in situ when this was given the green light. What I think should happen is those people should absolutely come before the committee. They should try, as I said in the show a couple of months ago last summer, they should come completely clean about it, explain to us how on earth this is given the goal at, and then I believe they, they should resign because right. they have no credibility. But the reason they should resign after is if they resign today there's no way we can get them before the committee. So get them before the committee. Is it clear to you from the report?
0: Because as Gabby mentioned, there was was, uh, a meeting in uh, a presentation uh, in March and there was also meetings with a mix of senior managers and select board members, this so-called combo board, which was people, but not a board and had no executive uh, or supervisory or sign-off function in it. Is it clear to you at all from the report, because it's anonymized, that any of the people who are currently on the board were also privy to the information that this combo board got.
3: Well, I think that's something that would definitely be able to answer if people appear before the Oireachtas Committee where we can get that extra bit of detail. But it's very, very clear to me. There are people who are still involved in RTE today signed off on this. This is bizarre. It's utterly ridiculous. It was never going to be financially viable in the first place Mm -hmm. and like with all due respect to the Late Late Toy Show which as a child I grew up watching who even wants to watch a musical about the Late Late Toy Show like this is just Well maybe
0: people now want to watch a musical about Lately, late. toy show, the musical. <laughs> Maybe there's a meta musical can be made uh, out of all of this.
2: Um, Musicalception. W-
0: would you would you buy Would you buy a ticket, Lynn? No, uh, seriously though. on uh, Lynn Boylan, Boyle and the the questions that remained was some of the, the. I mean, the figures. It's it's worth saying. So there was a presentation made I- in March, and the best case scenario was that a one point two million euro profit could be made, and that was based on running fifty four shows if seventy percent of them sold out. Now, ultimately, there were only 35 shows put on, on, which meant that only 64% of that ticket projection could ever have been sold. So even in the best case scenario, there was already a 6% loss built in before the train left the station.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose the f- the first thing why we're, we're laughing about the the toy show, the musical. In one sense, it, it, it's a real kick in the stomach, or another kick in the stomach to staff who work in RTE and just the, you know the people who are there who keep the show on the road every day. Uh, you know, who we had heard back when this controversy first broke. Do you know I mean that there were times they were arguing for bottles of water for guests and panels, and yet you see such a reckless approach to public money by the executive, and I think that's. Really, the part that must be galling to anybody who's coming in and trying to work and and loves the organization that they work for because it was reckless. And as you said, like the figures are astounding that if this was an amateur organization that was running a fundraiser and did that lack of oversight into whether or not this could be a runner, whether or not it was ever going to be profitable, whether or not there was competition in the market for, you know, at the same time of the year, the same type of uh, show being put on in terms of Pantos, you know, you wouldn't accept. It from your community board. And yes, this is an organisation, a well, multi-million it, euro organisation, very, very highly paid executives on it and no risk assessment.
0: Well, it, I, I, there, there, there seems to have been risks identified. It said uh, RTE's risk assessment and approval processes uh, They they said that, you know, it would depend on the chosen business model that they raised concerns about the fact that it was a crowded entertainment Mm -hmm. schedule at that time of the year. They said the appropriate positioning of the event within the market is, you know, what niche would it be going to? Vulnerability around the status of COVID, which ultimately did put paid to a number of shows. Uh, There were... Um, there was uh, the quality of the musical, how it would impact on the Toy Show brand itself. So there, there were a number of of risks identified. identified. But
1: they weren't. They don't appear to be any mitigation. They didn't go just to the money yeah. They didn't go to the risk and audit committee. I, from my understanding, when I listened to, to Shania Rahalik yeah. on, on the one o'clock news, so like that's what I'm saying it was just reckless, absolutely reckless by very high paid individuals. And then you have this idea that we'll invite some members of the appointed board in. And I mean, what were they chosen on the basis? of? Were they chosen because they were more likely to be compliant? Were they chosen because they you know? They don't really get involved in the oversight of the board where some might be more pernickety about details. We don't even know how those five people were selected to be brought into this so-called combo right. meeting and <coughs> presented with the, the so-called business plan or the, the proposal for the toy show.
0: Uh, and Win, you could you you could understand a scenario where people who had conceived of a project and begun the bare bones of putting it together would get enthusiastic about it and there would be self-reinforcing enthusiasm around the table. And that they would put optimistic projections together. Mm. But the job of oversight, whether that's a journalist optimistically pitching a story or people pitching a a, a commercial venture, is to ask the hard questions about whether or not those projections or expectations are realistic.
4: Absolutely and I think you know the key word here is oversight where was the oversight in all of this Um, if it was any of us planning you know you would have to have forecasts and risk assessments that has been said Um, and that clearly wasn't done here so this is and it brings it back to the big conversation that's been ongoing now for the last number of weeks this is public money um, and it's abuse I think of public money and I think also it's not helping uh, garner any confidence back into to, um, RTE, I suppose, because of, of h- how this happened. Uh, and I think it's been mentioned already, but you know, the, the the lower paid staff who keep the show on the roads, you know, this came at a time where RTE was pushed up against the wall. Um, and you know, to know that those staff members themselves were struggling to get the the long term contracts or to be even paid properly at the same time is, is quite shocking. And, and so, the uh, bringing it back. to to the oversight. Um, I, I was, I suppose, I welcome the, the, the pack chair this morning saying that he intends to bring um each of the board members uh, ahead or into the the Eroctis committee um to be able to answer those necessary questions because it's it's not understandable how this problem arose but it's also not understandable um that it, it actually it, it came about and 2.2 million um you know money. Uh, Euro was was just I suppose lost. Yeah, like that's
2: kind of the point. Like that we don't really learn from my r- r- <coughs> now in, you know reading of the, of the coverage is that we don't actually know like how did all of this come to pass? Like who signed off on the money? Well, who said here are the funds for it? Who you know? Well,
0: in terms of the official structures, it, it's it's abundantly clear from this report mm. that those who should sign off didn't mm-hmm. sign off. So
2: how did they get this all of this money and that's how do they get yeah. to spend tens, <laughs> how of thousands, and hundreds of like yeah. if I like I know within our organisation if you're trying to get a bit of money it's very hard but you know if, if if someone doesn't sign off on it I don't get it.
0: Well it appears as well John McGann that facts on the ground were created because at the best guess as to when even an indicative nod was given to this project was on the 28th of April 2022 but nearly 10 days before that the contract had mm-hmm. already been signed with the National Convention Centre agreeing to hire that venue at the cost it ultimately cost them.
3: And it goes back to the point Gabby made. You know, I say this all due respect to RTE and that, you know, the lots of people who have, as Lynn said, dedicated their careers to this organization mm. are now having to deal with the actions of a few. But this just goes back to show you what the culture in RTE was for so long, which is it's not our money. Mm. We'll spend it. Who cares? There's a black checkbook. Jesus, another five mm. grand, Lynn. Yep, yeah, not a bother. There you go. That's done. It was just like throwing monopoly money around the place. And that is taxpayers' money. And I think RTE, I'm just nearly at this stage. I'm like, when is this saga going to end? Because, like, I thought last summer was the tip of the iceberg. And then I see another committee meeting. I'm like, oh, God, there's more. And then there's more. Yeah. And, and there's another there's report more. to come out. And there's on another, the, yeah, so there's the, board, the real question, board, yes. right? 2.2 million quid today thrown around, thrown away on nonsense. What is coming next? Well, it, what is coming down the line here? And I'm just, I'm really just getting sick. Well, the genesis of
0: this. it, if you go back to the timeline in the Grant Thornton report, the genesis of this begins in 2019, where RTE puts the feelers out internally to try and find areas of commercially minded people who can think of things that could be monetized that would garner RTE more commercial revenue to plug the gaps uh, in its income that were there already. And this project began to be conceived of, it seems. And it, I suppose and another explanation for it is rather than a single decision being made to write massive checks and throw them around, is that incrementally sunk costs were, were, were acquired, that you know the marketing budget was only ramped up in a panic because the ticket sales weren't there. An expensive venue had already been signed up to, and so by degrees... There yeah. was just project
3: creep. <clears throat> so the, the, the and I'll conclude about mm-hmm. this because now there's other people who want to come in. The biggest laugh about all this is that it was commercially minded people were brought in to come up with a really mm-hmm. good idea to plug some financial gaps and to come up with this. Like that's the, that's the craziness of it. But look, it really just goes back to um, the only way RTE can try and save any sort of, any type of reputation is just to get back in now, start this saga all over again and tell us how on earth does this get run right. up, and how on earth does this happen? Because it's just—it's it's a disgrace.
0: Now, uh, Lynn Boylan. The the um, not everybody who's who's on the current board was there at the time. Mm. The chair of the board was not there at the time. The director general was not there at the time, and for, for uh, a variety of other reasons, there are other people in the senior management team who have since been mm-hmm. re- replaced, and a reconstituted uh, senior management team has been put in place. Are you confident that changes have been made that would avoid this happening again?
1: Well... I think back in July we thought we were we were got all the information and that you know everything was coming out and this was a clean sweep and here we are going well clearly it wasn't you know everything wasn't out in the open. Um, I think look definitely we need to hear from the board to come in before the committee and, and John has made that point rightly that if, you know if they were to step down now you can't compel them to come into the, the committee and, and tell us what they did know especially those five individuals who were at that combination meeting.
0: And do you think there, the tenability of their position depends 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 on the answers they give or has that ship sailed?
4: Uh, uh,
1: Personally, I think, you know, if it was myself, I would be seriously reflecting on my position, um, given the scale of the money and really the scale of of total lack of business planning uh, in relation to, to the project. But I would say we would want them to come into the committee and to tell everything as much as they know. I mean, even the issue of an- anonymised people in the Grant Thornton report, like who decided that that was a good idea? Well, Grant
0: Thornton decided that was idea because their terms of reference required natural justice. So that was okay, a decision we, made by, by, by Grant, Grant Thornton. Thornton yeah. But it
1: does then leave you with this idea, well, where's the accountability? So I think that people should be reflecting on their positions. Anybody who had any sort of involvement in the decision to run this show... Um, would should consider their position. But I do, do think they need to
0: answer the questions first. All right, it down when the people talk about, you know, systems failures and throw their eyes up to heaven when a report finds it. But mm. this appears to be a failure of an entire system where there was an audit and risk committee. Mm-hmm. There was an executive board that was supposed to give it the first run through before things proceed to the board. And it seems rather than more information mm-hmm. being teased out, the higher up this went, uh, there seemed to be an erosion of information by the point it, at, the, at the point it got to the board that the system seemed to work in exactly the opposite way than it should it was set up to do, to work
4: Yeah and I think that's what's the most concerning thing like I, I do respect that you know there have been changes made the, the chair and the director general um, but I mean for the public looking on and, and because this is public money you know they have very strong opinions on, on this situation and for them replacing or changing the face is not going to be enough, um, and, and you know you have to get to the root of the the problem here because we don't want to be back here again in another year or two hearing uh, about another colossal waste of public money. So um, yeah, I think it's it's vitally important that all of those uh, that were involved, um, the five members of the board that are still sitting on the board, they absolutely do need to become or come before the eructus committee and, and be held accountable. Um, and you know I I know that uh, D Forbes has said that for health reasons. She can't come before the Iraqis Committee but I think, you know, if there's any way or any avenue whereby that she would be allowed or somehow brought in at some stage to um, be held accountable as well I think that's hugely important for the public too. And board. the former chair <coughs> of the board My who authority. was at that meeting in, in February. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean the only person identifiable from this report that you could definitively say is identifiable is uh, Grant Thornton says that the uh, former director general is the only person mm-hmm. relevant of the board at that time uh, <laughs> with whom he didn't get to speak, Gabby. What is it about the sum seventy-five thousand euro, uh, and, and It's It seems to be the punchline in many reports uh, and uh, and issues. It came up uh, in relation to the. Um, Ryan Tuberty payments it's now come up uh, in, in this report there seems to be a, a fondness for that figure of, of 75,000 euro the specific issue though in the Grant Thornton report of how this 75,000 was moved from spot mm. ad revenue into the sponsorship column for this one it, it should be clear in the overall uh, consolidated reports of RT that 75,000 euro is accounted for but how it's accounted for in order to make the sponsorship revenue look better is very problematic for Grant on Thornton.
2: Yes, so, so it was interesting. So it was overstated from 45,000 to 120,000. Um, so those figures presented to an RTU board meeting and the audit committee afterwards are early last year. And they overstated the sponsorship of the, the production by 75,000. So... 75,000 euro earned from TV and radio advertising was incorrectly attributed to sponsorship income from the musical with, quote, no objective justification, the report found. So the figure was literally moved from one pot to another in the balance books. Why? We don't know. How did people get money that wasn't signed off on? We don't know. Um, and, and the mystery continues with no real answers. I think it's significant that uh, Shuni Riley telling the news at one, she has confidence in all members of her And that's fair enough, but the board members, the five that were there at the time of the, when the musical was being given the green light, that are still there now, like, what is the future for them? And if they do come before the committees, as they, they, you know, I think have to, if they're in those positions, and they answer their questions, if they remain in those positions... Or if not, and people are calling for them to go. I mean, what does that mean for the position of the chair of the ORT board herself um, at this stage? And let's not forget, like there are more reports to come. There's one on culture we have that we have the report on culture we have oh, I'm losing track of them we have the report on um, the severance uh, or the payment severance yeah, the voluntary exit package. the voluntary exit yeah, package yeah. My, excuse me we of course have you know this this governance report as well that the government has has commissioned you know this totally separate like not grant thornton like this gover- this governance report that the government minister martin has requested so like there's a number of reports still to come, and I think RT's bruised and battered at this stage. The new director general, you know, Kevin Backhurst, he's coming at a good time in that, you know, he can he can't really do any wrong, and everything that he's done so far, from an outsider looking in, he's been very open, he's been honest, and that looks very good. And the RT, future for ORT, he will say, you know, is is a good future, but like. The, The relationship between the executive board, which of course has been, you know, the interim executive board and the existing RT board, there's issues there. And I think those will remain as these further reports come out. And we have this conversation again and And again. And (laughs) for
0: anyone who kind of this this distinction was drawn before the the, what was then called the executive board and is now... The senior management team is effectively uh, a board of the most senior managers in RT, who are employees of the organization. The board, as it has been referred to repeatedly, is the externally appointed board, including uh, elected members of staff as well and the director general, uh, that is supposed to provide um, o- oversight on this. And don't forget the other the other one is the the top ten salaries, which is not not exactly a report, but uh, well, that comes every year. Further further yeah. information um, that is supposed to come out, uh, John McGann, but. In another parallel universe... You could see a newspaper story appearing on the front page saying that the dead hand of RTE strangled creativity and didn't allow a show to go ahead that could have made RTE 1.2 million euro.
3: Yeah, Come on now.
0: Still, uh, <laughs> I still, I, I think that
3: goes in with the creative imaginary that we see a creative accountant in this. Uh, well, but I what, mean, what it's,
0: it's often said that RTE refused Father Ted, which is one of those urban mm. legends out there, which which never happened. At the city, but it has, it has rightly or wrongly a reputation for uh, being hard on the creative sector or not embracing of uh, the imagination of the nation. You know, it, it was worth at least cons- uh, considering this and putting it through the stress testing.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's fair. But I think any sort of a business proposal is worth to be considered and put through those proper assessments like market research, risk assessments, business plans. That's that's one thing. But what, what I would say, just to pick on what Gabby said, and like, like, let's be very clear about this. There are people who are still involved with RTE today, that made those decisions to sign off that money and off you go. So like, a, like a leopard doesn't change its spots so like what's going to happen now with those people still involved in RTE are they just going to turn around and say oh well we were caught about this a couple of years ago but look we've learned our lesson things will be different I'm sorry like you cannot make these catastrophic decisions and just get away with it lightly and keep your job intact and still be involved with that organisation so I think their positions are totally untenable well, um, if, if, and I think Kevin Backhurst is doing quite well he has been very open mm-hmm. he has been honest and I hate to borrow a phrase from someone like Donald Trump my god I can't believe I'm about to say this but he's coming in here to RTE to drain a swamp and that's what he's trying to do. And the sooner we get those people out of this organisation that made those decisions, the better. But they cannot have an easy way out and they must appear before an Oroctus committee. And then I think
0: they should be gotten out right, But they they can't be forced out, can they, Lynne Boylan? They, they either voluntarily resign, but to remove the board of RTE would require... A movement by the Iraqis the Taoiseach said that today because he said he'd looked into it for okay. what he said were research purposes so it's not it's not like Kevin Backhurst <laughs> or the or the even the line minister can simply remove people willy-nilly from the board
1: yeah and i suppose look with the, in terms of the the politicians having to remove it that's a kind of deeply uncomfortable space that you don't really want to be in as a politician either do you know what I mean because it is the public service broadcaster but and this is where I sort of say, like, you know, if it was you personally on in those positions, you would be reflecting or you would think that people would be reflecting of the damage they're doing um, to the reputation of the organisation and to not just the people who work for the organisation, but also we've seen the fall off in the licence fee payment to the public perception. Like, I absolutely believe in public service broadcasting. I think it is really, really important that that it's funded. But... You know, you don't want a, a situation where politicians are removing people in <laughs> working in terms of a public service broadcaster. What you hope is that in some way internally and how that works, whether it's through the new director general and just through the culture in the organisation, sort of saying to people, if they're not going to go voluntarily, do you mean, do the right
0: thing? Mm. Right. Father Danwin, what's... You 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 said yourself you you want to see them come in you want to see answer questions and and, and then <clears throat> and then what.
4: And then for them to do the right thing, I think um, at this point, because you know the fact that this has come out in the fashion that it has, um, especially considering the information that we all heard about in July, um, doesn't po- pose well for, for uh, accountability and um, for, for honesty and transparency. I mean, that's the big issue here. Until we have that full transparency about how this situation arose, um, you know, there wouldn't be an awful lot of confidence there that it won't happen again. Um, and, and I take the comments about Kevin Beckhurst uh, he, he has tried to be as open and honest but the spotlight is is on them so I mean there is no no other uh, alternative for them they have to be open and honest and they have to um, admit their own failings because you know somewhere along the line they were involved okay. in, in how this came about
0: Alright well we, let's go to uh, before we move on to the next topic uh, we have uh, Mike from Galway saying we had uh, Toy Show the Musical now we have Toy Show the Pantomime and uh, <laughs> Paul in Kerry says it seems they were all celebrating Christmas in RTE all year round why didn't Grant Thornton investigate who got the free tickets and go after them for the money says Paul and Kerry throughout his area well there was no contractual obligation for anyone to take those tickets Paul presumably they were given the tickets in order to have full theatres at the beginning of the run as happens in an awful lot of entertainment so that the atmosphere is good and the reviews are good so there you go